Welcome to the Gate Crashers Podcast, where we storm the gates of publishing and dare to talk about the realities of the industry. I'm your Ivory Tower representative, Amanda Liedeke, literary agent and vice president at McGregor and Liedeke. And I'm your self-publishing insider, Therese Crow, novelist and speaker. So a couple weeks ago, I was a speaker at a writer's conference in Atlanta, and the topic I was speaking on has almost nothing to do with this, but I did briefly mention the concept of a story Bible or a story workbook is what I title mine. And as I was talking to the attendees, that was frequently the thing that they were asking me the most about was... Huh what is a story Bible? How do I put that together? What I have as a story Bible right now isn't functioning for me. And they wanted to know how I did it. Hmm. So as people were coming up to me, I was more than happy to open up my story Bible, story workbook, whatever you want to call it, and show them how I have it broken down. In addition to that, I went ahead and made a blank one so that the conference could send that out to the attendees. Because I know that starting this thing from scratch is really intimidating and a ton of work. Mm -hmm. So if you head over to our podcast hosting site, this document is going to be available to you for you to just utilize in your own writing, change it, fill it out however you like, but it should be pretty useful. Mm So I write in young adult fantasy, and if you write in fantasy or sci-fi, any of those genres where you basically need to invent a world, I don't even know how you could do a series if you don't have a story Bible. And even if you write in, say, women's fiction or you write cozy romance books, I still think having a story Bible is a really great idea to make your writing easier. When I write, which I haven't written in a while, but I do not have anything that keeps track of things on in my the books I write. And it is a hot mess of like, what do these people even look like? Did I ever give them any characteristics or traits? Where do they what are the names of their hometowns? What are the names of my locations in my world? Uh yeah. It's a hot mess, basically. Exactly. <laughs> I remember you and I having a conversation about a book you were working on, and you were saying like I, I don't remember what, what they have on them. Like they were traveling on the road and you were like, do they have rope? Do, 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 do they bring a knife? Like all of those kinds of things. And you could totally use a story Bible yeah. to keep track of that type of stuff. So I know lots of people use things like Scrivener and you can make notes in Scrivener. I've heard a lot about Babel recently. I've never tried that. Huh. Um, And I know some people basically just have a running Word document that has all of their information in it. To me, that sounds like a total nightmare because like you would have to go searching or something like that. And it would be so difficult. So the blank example that we'll have available on our website is going to be different than the one I'm using. So the workbook that I'm using has a ton of different pages to it. And actually one of the very first things I did starting about two months ago when I got serious about editing book two was cleaning up this story Bible and this workbook. And I have continued to just go through 
and add to it. So I use Excel where you can put different pages at the bottom of your Excel spreadsheet. So each of my pages is named after whatever the function of that page is. So for example, one of my earliest pages is um, book two rewrites. So in book two rewrites, I have a column that has each of the chapter numbers in them. I have another column of the point of view character. I have a very large column titled progress. And then I have a fourth column called notes. So what's really great about this is, let's say I'm in chapter 12 and I realize, oh shoot, in order for this plot detail to work in chapter 12, I have to plant the seed of this in chapter four. Well, rather than stopping where I'm at in my work in progress document and breaking that flow of editing, I can just open up my story Bible, go to my book rewrites page and make a little note on the row that says chapter four, go back, add in eye color or what, you know, whatever the plot detail is that needs to be there. And then I can just switch straight back to my Word document and none of my flow has been disrupted and I haven't lost that note so that I know next time when I sit down and say, okay, I've got 30 minutes. Let me check all of those little details that I need to go back and fix and just fix those details real quick. Hmm. One of the other pages that I have in my Excel spreadsheet is a full character guide. And then I have a class character guide. So in my series, it's kind of like that. Um, it kind of follows that magic school trope. So you have a class of teenagers. Mm -hmm. So they have their own page in this document because I need a lot more information, a lot more detailed information on those 12 to 16 people individually versus all of the other characters in the world. But on that full character guide, I mean, I've got their names, their role, their faction, you know, if they're with a magical faction or they just like a regular civilian, I have a category for their appearance and their voice. I have a category for their magical ability. If they have a dragon partner, I realize all of this is very specific to my story, but because it's laid out and organized so well. When I'm editing something and I come across a character named Finley, let's say, well, I can remember in my head that Finley has dark hair and she bleaches some of it and dyes it. Uh, was it green and purple or was it green and yellow? Well, I don't have to wonder and I don't have to go back through the book. I just have to pull up that Excel spreadsheet go to her name, look for her physical description. It's right there. And then I'm right back into the flow of writing again. So I also have a saga timeline where I keep track of each of the chapters, what approximate date in real life the chapters would have happened because the story takes place in 2016. So that way I know that chapter one, page one, that starts on July 18th. And then by the time we get to the end of the book, it is August 21st, so that when I start writing book two and I say, okay, we're basically just going to say this is a month later, well, now I know that's mid-September, so that 
when the book comes to a head and I need things to be happening at the beginning of December, I can plot out and see, okay, where's my pacing issue? Where am I having chapters that are taking up way too much space or not enough time is passing? How can I fix those plot issues just by using this timeline page? And then I think another page that is just useful, no matter what genre of fiction you write in, um, is having a location guide. So in that, I have, you know, the name of the place, when we first see it, the macro location, the micro location, and then any description of that location of note. So this would still be useful for somebody who is writing you know, even if you were writing Amish fiction or if you were writing romance, you've still got coffee shops, you've still got restaurants, you've got libraries, you've got places that your characters go mm-hmm. and they describe the environment around them. Well, rather than having to go back through your manuscript and find every single time you talked about that specific coffee shop or that specific library, you have one place in this document where you keep all of those notes. Mm -hmm. So as I'm writing, if I add something in the manuscript, then I just jump over to the document. Usually I just end up copy pasting. So it doesn't always make sense like tense wise in here, but all of that information is right there so that everything stays consistent. Yeah. That's important too for props that are used in any book. If there's a locket that is going to be important throughout the book and you need it to make sure that it looks the same every time you describe it or a car or what careers people have, how they dress. Like there's, um, yeah, there's so many things that this comes in handy with for any genre. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. And if it's like, if it's a location or an object or even an outfit, I will, I will like copy that image onto my laptop and then just really, really, really shrink it down and put it into my Excel spreadsheet. Not because that tiny little thumbnail is helpful, but I can always expand it and make it bigger. And then I always know that I'm talking about the exact same thing. And this is just dead useful when it comes to stuff like the way a room is laid out yeah because you can just find blueprints and go yep okay that one that's what I want the room to look like let me just copy over the image of this blueprint dump it into the document and now I forever know exactly how the room is laid out and it will never change across the entire series that is probably way smarter than I just make up everything in my head like what they're wearing, what things look like. So the like going and finding like a picture of like a fancy dress, like, okay, she's got to wear a fancy dress. So then going and finding a picture of it and just being boom, this is the fancy dress. Exactly. <laughs> That's so much easier than me creating a dress in my Yeah. Head. You don't, you don't have to be a dressmaker <laughs> on top of everything else and you don't have to, and you don't have to follow exactly what the dress looks like either. You just need that picture of it. And then yeah. in your notes section, okay, well, this dress is embellished in red thread, but her dress is embellished in gold or whatever, you know, and then bam, you've got it. It's there. 
with my stuff, like there are these various weapons or props that they need to take with them on the journey. And sometimes keeping track of them can be impossible, which you and I, you know, hinted at earlier. So yeah, just even keeping track of where's this knife? Like who had it last? <laughs> what happened to it in the fight? <laughs> I love that. Where is that knife? Did I drop it? Did I leave it in someone? I can't remember. Yes, uh, that happens all the time. When I'm writing, I'm just like, what happened? Oh, where's the knife? Or like they needed this like syringe for something. And like just keep keeping track of the stupid syringe it was like, where did that go? When did we last have it? Where could it be that they could find it again? Like, oh man, horrible. That kind of stuff is just a pain to keep track of just as much as height, eye color, tattoos, yeah. like, do they have any birthmarks, scars, all that kind of stuff yeah. can all go. You can, I mean, you can break it down however you want. You can get as detailed as you want in your own story Bible or story workbook, just maintaining that story Bible and knowing that, okay, if it is in the story Bible, it is Canon because if it changes in the book, I immediately change it in the story Bible. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's all you got to do. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Gatecrashers podcast. I've put a link in the show notes so that you can hop on over to Dropbox and access Carice's story Bible and use it as much as you want. As always, if you like what you hear, leave us a review. And of course, be here next week for a brand new episode. Bye.